You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Do you guys want a little bit of tea? If you're not a part of our Cosmic Coconut Astrology community on Instagram, then this is some tea for you. These guys already know. But over New Year's Eve, I was hanging out with you guys on social media, on Instagram, and I made a poll on our Instagram story saying, if you've ever been cheated on, or if somebody has ever cheated on you, oh, I feel like I'm about to plant some seeds here. So take it with an ear of caution. If you've ever been cheated on or had somebody or you cheated on somebody, you're probably an Aries. Why? Because I asked this question and then I literally, through Instagram Live, tallied up the responses and Aries won by a long shot. And I didn't expect this. As an astrologer who has studied this, I thought I would see a lot of Libra since they rule relationships, Gemini, maybe a little bit of Scorpio in there, Leo, but it was Aries. And my favorite part about it was the Aries people who responded and who were participating in the poll didn't give a fuck. They did not care. They didn't say, hey, stop, don't come for us. Like when we jokingly pick on Libras or Cancers during the podcast, we get emails, we get DMs like, why are you guys so mean to us? (laughs) Aries? They don't care. They don't give a shit. They laugh. They think it's funny. And in fact, when I announced the winner of that, Aries were like, fuck yeah, we do. If you're boring and you can't keep up with me, I'm out. I don't have time to sit around and wait for you. I don't have time to just wait for you to grow and evolve. I'm out. There's so much more to life. And true to that word of all the Aries that said remarks like that, this is Aries season. So... Welcome, Aries season. And before we get started, guys, this is all for fun. There's so many more things that go into it. This is just for fun. If you're married or in a serious relationship with someone that's got a lot of Aries or first house placements in their chart, don't think they're going to cheat on you. These are not the seeds I'm planting. It, you know, if astrology, I'm sure you guys are very familiar with a birth chart. It's got 12 pie slices and a lot of different planets and signs and colors and lines. Your sun sign is one piece of pie. That's it. That's all, right? Like in a pie or a pizza pie, there's some pieces that you, you know, when you open a box of pizza, you're looking at the slices like, "Mm, which one do I want? Which one has the most cheese? Which one has the most meat or whatever? You're like, you strategically pick and because they're not all equal. And so this airy sun is just one little piece. You got to look at the whole pie. Somebody can have an airy sun, but be a Scorpio moon, rising, Taurus in there. Some of the most loyal, grounded placements. So Take it with a grain of salt, all right? I know you guys are sensitive like me, so I just had to throw that out there. Welcome, Aries season. It started on March 20th, and it will go until about April 20th when we enter Taurus season, which, ooh, we're going to need after this one. Aries is the astrological new year. What does that mean, says some people? An astrological new year means Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. They're number one, the youngest souls, right? If you're familiar with your birth chart, those 12 pie slices we were talking about, they're numbered one through 12. One is Aries, two is Taurus, three is Gemini, so on, so on, so on, until you reach Pisces number 12. 
So Pisces wraps up a whole chapter of life. This is why Pisces season is honestly kind of hard for people. It's a lot of in our head, in the clouds, really, you know, that kind of like weird melancholy feeling you may feel in that week between Christmas and New Year's Eve, because first of all, your social batteries are probably just wonk, but then you're really reflecting back. You know, a lot of people don't work during that week or they take a break and you get this time to reflect on the past year, odd long saying before the new year arrives. And then it's like, all right, new year, new me, Capricorn energy. Let's go. Let's get shit done. Let's improve my body, my finances, my career, my goals. Let's chase them. Right. It's that last little squeeze, that last little push. Well, this is what the season of Pisces represents in the astrological Zodiac, right? March 20th is the equivalency of January 1st for the rest of the world. Does that make sense? So welcome Aries season, the astrological new year. Now this one was even more potent because we had a new moon at zero degrees, which is the degree of Aries. It's the first degree. Every sign is zero to 29 degrees in astrology. So the fact that we had a new moon on the degree of newness on the spring and fall equinox, holy shit. Guys, if you're not planting new seeds, setting new intentions, as I was going to say at the end of this episode here in my notes, but I'll just spoil it, tell you the last page. If you're not starting something that you're a beginner at, get aligned, come up, get up with the collective. You can do it. I know you can feel what needs to change. I know as you listen to this, something, someone is popping up a new project, a new relationship, a new move to a new location. We all have the essence of Aries during this season, even if it's not in our birth chart, right? So Aries, oh, my sweet Aries, my fellow fire signs. Aries is the sign of the beginning. It's been said in astrology texts that Aries people are new souls. They come here from a different planet from a different constellation. What's up, Palladians? They come here and they are just looking at earth like, whoa, look at this. There's oceans and mountains and I can do that for a living, but also that and food tastes so good. And whoa, people get mad, but people can get really happy too. I'm thriving off of all of these emotions. Aries are literally the newborns of the Zodiac. They don't have an ego. They don't have past pain. They have not downloaded information and carrying it over from past lives of experiencing things like rejection, abandonment, the loss of a love of their life or a child, wounds. They don't have a lot of past life karmic baggage that they're bringing into this world in this lifetime for them. So as a result, these are the happy-go-lucky, the risk-takers, because think about it. There's all things we dream of that we're not doing. I am sure not everybody listening to this is 100% thriving. I'm still on the fence of whether or not that's even a, something you should strive for because I think there's always going to be something to fix, to look at, to process. Aries come here and they just see the world as their oyster. I take a risk. If I fuck up, whatever, on to the next. I jump headfirst into that relationship. Well, they cheated on me or I cheated on them. Whatever. Plenty more beautiful souls out there that I can connect with and go learn from. This is that Aries mentality. 
So Aries is number one. They're the newborns, fresh energy. But as a result of being number one, they're here to learn those emotions like being second place. Oh, and they don't like it. They're so happy-go-lucky. Everything's supposed to be in my favor. Think of a child, right? Think of a one-year-old. You take their toy away, and it's the end of their world. I once had a therapist, April Adams. Do you guys remember her? I used to bring her on the podcast. Incredible human being. She used to tell me, because I used to just talk to her back and forth, like, I don't know if I want to be a mom. It seems like it's such a huge thing to take on and I'm too sensitive to handle this and projecting trauma onto an innocent being just doesn't sound fun to me and I know that it's inevitable with just my history. I'm afraid of it. She said, Steph, if you have a child and they grab the scissors or a knife off the table and they start running across the hallway with it, when you tackle them and pull it out of their hands, that's trauma. That's something they're going to have to get over. You took what they possessed and they wanted and you grabbed it from them. And that's painful for this child. So knowing that, you roll with it. You just focus on being there for them when they need to heal and repair from it. And I'll never forget that because it's so true. But Aries, they're essentially the children running down a hallway with a knife in their hand. Except Aries adults can really scare the shit out of you when they're running towards you with a knife because they're so pissed, right? You guys know the cliche terminology for Aries is they have a temper. And you know why they have a temper? Because think of somebody who can keep their calm. The calmest, most wise, grounded people have actually been through the most shit. We know this, right? And they've learned how to process and handle turmoil. Aries, being brand new, the world is my oyster, they have not had experience. And feeling emotions like rejection, losing, abandonment. And so when those things happen, they get pissed, right? Kids... They throw temper tantrums because they're learning what emotions mean. They're learning how to handle it. And so this is the Aries. Aries' sister sign is Libra. Aries is me. Libra is we. Aries is dual. Libra is duet. These are sister signs. And I wanted to point this out because... After we wrap up the final finale of the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse axis this year, we are stepping into the Libra-Aries axis. So collectively, we are going to be learning a lot about me versus we and duet versus the dual, right? Coming together as a couple, can we make relationships work? Can I balance sacrifice with my relationship, what, you know, when you're in a committed partnership, and we talked about this in the previous podcast, Jael and I, it's almost like you have to accept that a piece of your individuality is going to die. But that juice is worth the squeeze. It is. You just have to find a really delicate dance duet of not completely losing yourself in partnership and caretaking children or parents or pets because it's so easy especially for us ladies to do that so go ahead pull up your birth chart look at the areas of life those pie pizza slices of where aries and libra axis are and these are the areas of life for you this year that are going to go through some major changes in a good way we want these changes to happen right i know people get kind of nervous and ah 
ah, change is, change is scary. No, change is great, right? Whenever I do these birth chart readings and a lot of people ask, when am I going to meet the one? That's a change, right? People get so excited and hung up on, oh, I'm going to meet the love of my life. But that's a big change, right? So welcome change, embrace it like all Aries do. All Aries people need to push their limits to feel like they're growing. This is big Aries energy. Sometimes external drama, external fire and aggression can be a manifestation of the war within ourselves. I'm talking to you, Aries moons, especially. Um, Aries rules the head and the skin, right? And so when there's Aries placements in the birth chart, if you are not getting your cheeks rosy red at least once a day, or if you are not breaking a sweat once a day, there's a strong chance that you may suffer from headaches or migraines or skin issues like acne, eczema, psoriasis, because skin issues are representation of a direct correlation to holding in anger, right? Think of a pimple, right? We always want to pop it and squeeze it and stuff comes out. Yuck. But that's a representation of anger boiling, boiling, boiling until it pops out. Acne, right? Skin is the largest organ. We have all these red splotches, acne coming out. That's anger. That's unreleased tension. Or it could be in headaches. Our inner creates our outer, right? Another reason why this Aries season, specifically in 2023, is so potent is because Aries season is beginning and having that new moon at zero degrees on an equinox. And you guys know, an equinox, no matter where you are in the world, this is a time when day is equal to night. Perfectly balanced 12 and 12 hours of day and night, which is also a representation of masculine day and feminine night, energy, and balance. And we know this in order for creation to happen, whether it's making love and creating and conceiving a child, whether it's creating a project and making it successful like art, the creation project process is feminine. Putting it out into the world and making money from it is masculine right? Um, I'm also a holistic health coach for women, infertility and hormones. And the vast majority of issues with infertility is because the masculine and feminine energy between a man and a woman trying to conceive is very imbalanced. Maybe the woman is too much in her masculine. She's the breadwinner, the caregiver. She takes care of the house and runs bills and the man is not. Ooh, we've got an imbalance. How can we use the force of creation if one is not in their essence? And so we have this energy at our fingertips in the palm of our hands right now on top of this Aries fire. Ooh, our inner creates our outer. If your outer world does not reflect the visions and the feelings and the ideas you have in your heart and in your head when you're daydreaming, there's something off. There may be a change you need to make or a risk you need to take during airy season in order to shift this paradigm, right? Sometimes with all this Aries energy, they can say, I don't feel equipped to win this race. Look at my competition. Oh my gosh, these people have been training forever. So I won't even begin. Or lots of Aries and their empowered side say, I'm overconfident and I will take off without the proper P's, planning, preparation, and 
pacing myself. You know, when I'm teaching astrology and I'm talking about the Aries Taurus season, which is right now, Aries is, have you heard of the story, the tortoise and the hare? Aries is the hare, Taurus is the tortoise. Taurus is the tortoise. Wow, say that three times fast. Taurus is the tortoise. Taurus is the tortoise. <laughs> Who wins the race, if you know the story? The turtle, the tortoise. He wins because he paces himself. And so he doesn't have to stop and breathe. And he doesn't hurt his knees. And he, he makes it first because he paced and prepped and planned his route. Because Aries is so notorious for having energy, being athletic, a lot of people will think, oh, if you've got Aries in the big three, you must be really athletic and into sports. But in my over 500 readings now, I have found that this is actually not one of the placements in professional athletes' charts. Oh, shocker. Do you know what I see? Let's like pause it right here and just guess, and then I'll reveal the answer and see if you got it right. But the most common placements for a professional athlete is number one, Capricorn. Woo! Number two, Taurus. And then number three is tied between Leo and Aquarius. What? Whoa! Especially Mars in any of those signs is almost a guaranteed athlete insane, right? Capricorn, because they work hard. Capricorn does not give up today's temptation for tomorrow's reward. They are so disciplined. Taurus, yeah, what the heck? Taurus is a professional athlete? I thought they were lazy. No, Taurus has more stamina than any other placement. They have that will, and it's simply because they don't like change. They just like things to stay the same. So when you're like, Taurus, just do miles, run laps around the field. They're like, okay. And they'll just keep going and going and going. And they don't want to stop because that's change. <laughs> Especially if there's a yummy reward of j delicious steak at the end of the run. Aquarius, because they can detach from emotions and really be a strong, fierce competitor. And Leo, because they love the spotlight and they truly will do anything to make it big and be famous. <laughs> so why not Aries? Simply because Aries wants to experience everything that life has to offer. These are, if you guys know human design, these are like the generators, the manifesting generators, because they came here to start the fire, but not tend to it. Start the fire, run, start the fire, run, start the fire, run. And this could also be why they don't want to commit. A lot of Aries placements do not want to commit to a partner. And also they're not too keen on having children. Now, again, if you're listening to this and you have big Aries or first house placements in your chart and you're like, I want to commit. I, I want to have kids. There's so many other things to look at. This is just blanket statements. But the reason why a lot of Aries placements choose not to participate in things like that is because it takes a lot of self-sacrifice and a lot of emotions. And remember, they are not equipped yet. They haven't had any experience with the loss of a child or the difficulties of trying to conceive or the self-sacrifice it takes to create a balanced partnership. They came here to do what they want, when they want, with who they want, and not have any major responsibilities like taking care of a child, weigh them down and dictate where they go, where they live, what they do. Nah, that ain't it, says Aries. 
So I was reading something that said on March 21st, we have the Aries new moon, which is like a nudge in the right direction. On April 20th, we have a total solar eclipse in Aries, which is being pushed off the edge. So this is such a potent little wormhole that we're all in right now. So during Pisces season, like I said, we were being asked for answers from spirit. We were making the vision boards. We were looking for synchronicities. We were really measuring out our connections to spirit, to religion, to a higher force greater than us. But during Aries season, we are doing the opposite, right? Because every sign before and after yours is the opposite. So Aries season says, listen to your body more than your intuition. Our bodies are so important. And this is why I had kind of left being a full-time holistic health coach because some clients, I would work on their bodies, right? Their diet, their exercise, their lifestyle to really hone in on the hormones, the physical body, the migraines, the irregular menstrual cycles. That is what I was obsessed with. But over time with practice and experience with people, I would get so frustrated that I couldn't help a woman conceive, that I couldn't get some one's period within a healthy, fertile window. It was getting frustrating. I'm like, I have exhausted all of my resources. I don't know what it is. And so during my sessions, I would find, okay, let me just ask them, how's your relationship to your husband really, truly? What karmic baggage are you carrying over from your mom and your dad truly? And this is where the juice was found. And I found that when I would help people resolve issues in their marriages or even leave a relationship that had so far outrun its sole contract that women's cycles would come right back to a perfect 28 days and their cramps would be gone. If they left a friendship that was really weighing them down, all of a sudden they can conceive. It was incredible. And so that was the foundation of where Lightworkers Lounge bloomed. But Aries season says, listen to your body. When you're around someone, and I have so fucking experienced this, when you're around specific people, even if your head tells you like, oh, these are my family, these are my best friends, do you find yourself yawning a lot? Like Jeffrey over here snoring? Do you find around some people, even if you go out for a coffee date, you're drinking four shots of espresso, but it ain't hitting? You're tired? You're drained? Do you find after some interactions, you just want to go home, lock the door, get takeout, sit in the bubble bath and go, oh my God, what was that? Aries season asks you to listen to your body. Even with some jobs, working jobs that are just draining your energy, do they leave you with acne, eczema, headaches, gut feelings? Listen to your physical body when you think of making a decision, when you think of doing the thing. Now, I know there's a fine line between this because sometimes it's just fear of failure, right? What we were saying with Aries, they don't have that. And so there is a difference between knowing what your body is trying to tell you, which could be no, don't go after this, or just anxiety of fear of the unknown. Really work on honing the differentiation between those two. And a really great book, is called Heal Your Body by Louise Hay. I'll add it to the show notes if you guys want to purchase it. It's awesome. I, Whenever I have a health issue, I immediately run into it. If you guys follow my personal account on Instagram, you saw that. And if you heard from the podcast before this, we got the stomach bug. And I know 
at the end of the day, feet on the ground, there's a norovirus going around. So it was kind of inevitable as travelers that we were going to get it. But when I looked up, throwing up in this book, it was talking about feeling stuck, purging old emotions, getting the old out of the way so the new can come in. And I got to tell you guys, I have really done that. I've been creating a little team for Lightworkers Lounge of some incredible badass women who are going to help me grow our community, which will reach you. And you guys know, if you've been here for a while, that has been something I have royally struggled with. My Chiron's in the second house. I'll leave you with that. But all of a sudden, I'm not afraid of it anymore. That roar has shrunk into a whisper, which is now, as I'm getting more familiar and comfortable with these awesome people, it's now gone. It's not even a whisper. It's a, wow, what took me so long to do this? This is phenomenal. This is what we should be doing during every Aries season. What do you talk about doing versus what do you actually do? Let me say that for the people in the back. What do you talk about doing versus what do you actually do? Get real with yourself on that question, right? So Aries symbol, let's talk about that. I love studying the symbols of the zodiac signs. You guys know it's ruled by the ram, an animal that is very assertive and climbs to great heights to reach the peak of all that they do. And so the symbol is simply the ram's head and the ram's horns. But when you dive into the Greek mythology of it, it's actually two half moons with a direct straight line in the middle of it representing that Piscean moon feminine energy of the dream state. And that straight line is a direct connection to earth saying, let's bring the stars and our dreams and our visions down to earth. Aries people are so blessed. And if you're lucky to be surrounded by them, you're also blessed because they say, what's your dream? You dream of writing a book. Fuck. I know somebody. Let's go talk to this person. Get up. Let's go bring your book to the bookstore and just ask them to sell it. They are such go-getters that can really light a fire under you. And their energy is contagious. When you look at them, you're like, dang, I want to sip some of that Kool-Aid right? You become who you hang out with. And Aries people know this the most. That's why I loved with that cheater's poll that they were like, fuck yeah, I do. I mean, it's, it's rude to cheat on someone. You need to communicate, hey, I am not feeling this relationship. So I'm out. But that's the big Aries energy of like, Ugh, I don't want to feel that emotion, that tough talk. I don't like feeling those things. Life is supposed to feel good and exciting, says Aries. So Aries... Go have the tough talks. You won't regret it. But idealism tied to leadership is what our Aries people represent. They know more than all of us that you become who you hang out with. And this is why they really strive to keep themselves surrounded by winners. So you know how we write gratitude lists? I'm sure you guys listening to this know what a gratitude list is. Well, during Aries season, I want you to switch that daily routine. What I want you to do from now until April 20th when we swap to Taurus and whew, get a break from all this forward momentum is I want you to write I am statements every day. Ready? I'll give you an example. I am one of the top 1% of podcasters in the world. I am a multimillionaire. I am 
the owner of an oceanfront house in the Florida Keys that has a rooftop deck where I get the luxury of viewing the sunrise and sunset every single day. I am abundant. I am powerful. I am living in my truth and my essence, and I am attracting abundance as a result. Go ahead and press pause and do it out loud. It feels good. Woo! So let's wrap this up. During airy season, just go for it. Let go of all the ways things have gone wrong in the past. It's over. It's done. And more so than any airy season in the past, gosh, 20-something years, this potent airy season says you can officially let go of the past let it go. Don't worry about all the ways it has gone wrong in the past because now we are all collectively, especially as this Thursday, Pluto moves into Aquarius collectively, guys, we are all going through a massive shift. I can't wait to see what goes on with AI and this chat GPT stuff. It's going to get wild. And how we handle this both individually and collectively is we step into our power, into our truth, and we are not persuaded by those closest to us. And we are not persuaded by people's highlight reel on the internet. No more comparison. It's time to take risks and just go for it. Watch out for getting too self-involved. Watch out for being too individual and always remember the team that got you there. Always remember, even if it's the people you work with directly or simply the people that you share bills with or share a living space with, we are not completely self-made. There's always a team behind every success story. During this airy season, I want to remind you that it's never too late to become who you were not yesterday. Let things go show up. And one of our favorite quotes over here in this entrepreneur ridden household is quit tomorrow. If I'm having a really bad day or JL's having a really bad day, we look at each other and say, Hey, this fucking sucks. Doesn't it? Like there is no, I can't tell you anything that'll make this feel better, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to quit tomorrow. Okay. So you want to scrap like workers lounge stuff. All right, that's fine. We're going to scrap it. And you're never going to go on the internet again. You'll never throw the podcast mics in the trash. But we're going to do it tomorrow, okay? And you find that, here we go, circling back to the day and the night, the masculine and the feminine. Nighttime is feminine. When we are resting and in the dream state and relaxing, we're tapping into our feminine, which knows it's going to be okay. And so the quit tomorrow quote is a reminder that when you go to sleep, you sleep it off, you detox the emotions in the dream world, you wake up, and if, I, if Dale or someone were to say to me, all right, you ready to quit? 99.9% .9 of the time I'm going to say, wait, no, no, I, no, I feel refreshed. I'm ready to tackle it. It's okay. So quit tomorrow. It's only you versus you. So now what? Happy Aries season. If you guys would like to book a birth chart reading with me, hang out on Zoom with good snacks and tea, maybe some coffee, play some music and just relax and talk life. These birth chart readings are partially your therapy sessions, your safe space. We can look at your chart and see where Aries rules, what area of life is dominated by Aries for you. And so what should you really be focusing on letting go of the past and becoming the leader of 
during this season. Good night and good luck. Go after your goals. It's never too late to become who you have not been. Go get it, guys. Bye.